I lied to you. Well, I'm very sad now. <laughs> you you seem very sad. Yeah. I said we were going to have to take a week off from the brackets, but we don't have to. Oh, good. Because Octavia reminded me that we do have in the final four, one of the brackets complete, even though we're waiting on voting as we're recording this to finish, to get the other. Okay. So we can actually start. We can announce some of the votes. Yes. Yeah, so we can have okay. actually a vote this time in the final four. Nice. Yeah. Which is pretty awesome in our okay. fake little thing that we made up that we decided was awesome. <laughs> By the way, did yeah. you know that if you Google food heists, mm-hmm. food heist bracket is like the third result? Nice. <laughs> I'm not that surprised, but nice. Yeah. All right, so here we go. Which one do you want first? Do you want food heist? Uh, Let's hear the food heist first. Food heist. We have, in the final four, our number one seed, Gator Gourmands, Mm -hmm. versus our number 12 seed, Do Not Steal the King's Potatoes. Do Not Steal the King's Potatoes. I genuinely have no idea how this is going to go. Wait a minute. You seeded one and 12. I know, but I did not expect 12 to be this massive breakout Mm. grassroots hit. So, do people want a Gator Gourmands shirt? Yeah. Or do they want a Do Not we have, Steal the On the King's one hand, potatoes. the King's Potatoes, this historical mm-hmm. fiction, yeah. reverse psychology, all of this grand royalty and, and stuff. And on, on the other hand, we have, you know, deep bayou, stealing things in the middle of a hurricane. Like, you said historical fiction. It's not fiction. Both, this is real. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Well, historical fiction is usually real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I love them both. I want a shirt that says, Dan said, historical fiction historical is usually fiction real. Historical fiction is usually real. <laughs> Dan Wells. So, Someone you can quote me in your high school papers. <laughs> go vote on Gator Gourmands versus Do Not Steal the King's Potatoes. And on the other side, we have another very difficult bracket. We have number one seed, Jack the Car Jacking Car. Oh, yeah. Versus number four seed, Titanic 2, Sink Harder. Oh. <laughs> Which Titanic 2, Sink Harder is the inspiration for Secret Project 2, the Frugal Wizards Handbook for Surviving yeah. Medieval England, even though there is no Titanic in it. Mm-hmm. And so it is one of the bad story ideas that became a book. That became an actual book. Uh-huh. Turned into a good story idea mm-hmm. that doesn't have most of the elements of the original story idea. No. Which is uh-huh. how you save a bad story idea. So Titanic 2, Sink Harder... I know is a massive fan favorite. Uh-huh. The kind of scuttlebutt here in the office is that that's going to win the whole shebang. They think? Based on the volume of votes that it's gotten. It's Titanic. But mm-hmm. Jack the Carjacking Car is yes. my personal favorite. Yes. So I genuinely... Well, I, I would, what I would probably... I think Titanic 2 Sink Harder makes a better shirt. But <laughs> an argument of Jack the Carjacking Car... Anyone could make a shirt, Titanic 2, Sink Harder. Mm-hmm. Only we Only us. would come up with Jack the Jack. Carjacking Car. That's true. It's a very distinctive Dan yeah. and Brandon. It has that mm-hmm. aroma of intentionally blank to it. Yes. Um, that you can't get anywhere else. So, so there we are. Go and vote. Let us know which of these you'd rather have a t-shirt based off of. Yeah. And Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So on the subject of our past glories, do mm-hmm. you remember the burglar? Yes. The burglar has struck again. Ooh. Okay. Uh-huh. This one was sent to me by several alert listeners. The mm-hmm. one who sent me a name is Kevin Blackmore. Thank you very much. But there were many of you that sent this in without a name for me to read off. 
This one happened just in April. Okay. And a black bear broke into the Jeep of a woman in British Columbia. Okay. She runs a food truck. But the bear didn't break into the food truck. He broke into the Jeep because she had just gone to the store and she had bought dozens of cans of soda pop. Mm. This bear spent an hour and a half in her Jeep drinking 69 cans of soda pop and then left the three diets (laughs) and walked away. You're kidding me. No. There were 72, because that comes out to like an Mm -hmm. an even number of dozens, and drank all of them except the three diet whatevers that this bear did not want to mess with. Smart bear. Yeah. Bear ripped up the leather interior, broke the window roller handle. Like, it's wonderful because there's photos. Because she just, like, was in her house Mm -hmm. watching this from the window the whole time. And so there's photos of her car. This Jeep had, because it was recent store run, there were, like, six giant rolls of paper towels in there as well. The bear did not use them to clean up the mess. Well, I mean, part of the reason to send the bear glare is to send a message. Yeah. So I don't know what she was doing to offend <laughs> the gator gourmands and, you know, the, the food heist the snackaderms m- that guy throws alligators yeah. at people. Then, I mm-hmm. mean... Yeah, if you want to steal something and no one knows it's gone yeah. until it's too late, yeah, that's not a job for the burglar. No, no. You, you, send, you send the groundskeeper, you send, you know, some, somebody else. One of these yeah. people. You send the, the wine heist people. Yeah. yeah but or the gnocchi thieves who have never thieves. been found. Yeah, the gnocchi brothers, gnocchi, gnocchi restaurant. Yeah. You send them, send the gnocchi brothers. But if you want to send a message, if you've been, you've been doing the wrong things, you're like, all right. Send the burglar. Yeah, you've been pissing off the wrong people. Yep. A burglar shows up and makes makes a statement. Mm-hmm. Drinks 69 cans of your soda, rips yeah. up the interior, does not clean up after himself. Does not drink the diet soda. No. Because that is not what the burglar is into. No. Anyway. Yeah. Speaking of anthropomorphic animals. <gasps> hey, it's like we planned this. We didn't, actually. Mm. <laughs> That's but just a brilliant segue. It is a brilliant segue. So I never see movies in theaters, but now twice this summer, mm-hmm. you have persuaded me to. Hey, you persuaded me on the first one. Did I? Yeah, you okay. wanted to go see it. And you're like, we should go see this. Oh, well, good. And I'm like, all right. I was right. We will go okay. see this. I went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Which I had already seen mm-hmm. with my family. And we thought we'd talk Ninja Turtles, not just this movie, but our entire history with Ninja Turtles. Well, and we are absolutely the core audience for this. Yes. We were at the right age when the Turtles came out. Mm -hmm. They were my first role-playing game I've seen. I think first role-playing game for both of us. Yeah, for both of Uh, us. Did you play the game before the television show came out? I played the game before. I remember ever seeing the television Okay, show. that counts. That counts. Because yeah. I played the role-playing game, then read the comics, mm-hmm. and then the television show got announced, and I got really excited, and then watched the television show. Yeah. Very different. That is, that is more or less. Very different. The comics, very different from the uh, television show. Yeah. Well, and that's worth talking about as mm-hmm. well. The <laughs> First of all, I, w- I want to get right off the ground. 
Did you like the movie? I liked the movie. I loved the movie. Okay. I am going to flag in the ground. Uh Uh-huh. This is the best piece of Ninja Turtle media that I have seen. Oh, okay. Seen? Comics count? This is the best movie. It's the best movie by far. It is better than the television shows I've seen. Yeah, it's better than the so. television shows I've seen. The one kind of crossover TV right. movie where the different cartoon universes interact was mm-hmm. fun. But this did wonderful things and did one key thing that is the best innovation since the very beginning. And oh, I, I don't want to we wait till yeah. the spoiler Oops, section spoiler. for that. So but, I yeah. thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are likening it to Into the Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. I would rank this third out of those three, but they are all very good movies, so it is hard yeah. to give those rankings. I I haven't seen the the new right. Puss in Boots movie. Yeah. Because I'm a weird old man. But I spent a lot of this movie sitting there thinking, do I like this more than Spider-Verse? Mm-hmm. I think in the end that Spider-Verse is a better movie. I think it has a more solid heart to it. I think it is more innovative. But all the things I love about Into the Mm Spider-Verse are present here. Mm -hmm. The art style is incredibly cool. The mix of 2D and 3D, there are so many things where, you know, there's an explosion and the smoke that comes off of it is literally just colored pencil scribbles. Yep. Things like that. I just thought it was incredibly cool to look at. It was, absolutely. I think one interesting aspect of that is you get this sense that it's being drawn by a teenager. Mm -hmm. It's got this idea that's like a very, very capable teenager. But because of that, everyone looks kind of wonky, except like the turtles themselves. And that was off-putting to my family. Like my kids are like, they're they're so like, they couldn't describe it Mm -hmm. because they like things that are gross, but they weren't cute gross. They were just... They were just weird looking. Yeah. And, and that's I like that. But. I loved that about it. And I think it actually totally ties into the theme of the movie because yes. a lot of the humans looked straight up weirder than the turtles did. They did. And that was really interesting to see. Mm-hmm. And I think must have been an overt oh, yeah. decision. Mm-hmm. People with wildly asymmetrical faces. And yeah, it really kind of looked like the kind of movie you'd make if all of your early concept art was drawn on the cover of somebody's high school binder. Exactly. You know? Which was a very cool stylistic choice. Mm -hmm. But I like the Spider-Verse shifting styles. Yeah. And having things that are both appealing and unappealing in the same film. But this was fantastic. What other non-spoiler things can we say? Well, we can talk about the history of the turtles a little bit. Yeah, let's talk about history of turtles uh, before we get into there's, there's one thing that yeah. I was gushing about to my family, mm-hmm. and even my wife, who is even you know the same age as me, mm-hmm. she didn't realize a lot of the history of the turtles. Right. Even though she grew up as a turtle fan. Yeah. One thing that a lot of people apparently don't know is that the original, original, original comics- I know where you're going. These black and white, mm-hmm. it was- a super gritty, direct joke about Frank Miller's Daredevil. Yes. And Almost to some parody. extent- not, not just- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's overt. There's a scene in Daredevil that this is like the Wicked. You know how Wicked is like, you see at Wizard of Oz and then they mm-hmm. step off and do this. There's a couple scenes in the originals where it's like, the Daredevil things are happening. Yeah. Just right off the panel. 
Yeah. And so very, very briefly, Mm -hmm. the original Marvel Comics origin of Daredevil is that he was a kid who was helping an old man across the street or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then a canister of some kind of radioactive material flew off a truck, hit him in the head, blinded him, but gave him incredible superpowers. Mm -hmm. And so there's actually, you know, the original very number one Ninja Mm -hmm. Turtle comic shows that same scene. With the serial numbers kind of sort of filed off because they mm-hmm. didn't have rights to it, but it's obviously that yep. scene. And then the kid is carrying a terrarium full of turtles, and they all fall down through the sewer. And well, the, 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 the canister, canister actually smashes yeah. the terrarium, mm-hmm. and they drop. And you actually, in this movie, see that aftermath directly. Yeah. They're playing into that comic book origin, which I really like. And that comic book stuff, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of original Marvel idea of little kid granted powers by uh-huh. the radiation was kind of goofy, very Stanley. And then yeah. in the 80s, Frank mm-hmm. Miller comes in mm-hmm. and he turned Daredevil into this very gritty, down in the gutter, but yet for some weird reason also full of ninjas. And first of all, it was wildly successful. Mm-hmm. You know, to this day, we are still that's why Daredevil is readapting so dark. Frank Miller's vision over and over again. Mm-hmm. All of the Marvel Netflix shows were directly based on the Frank Miller stuff. Mm-hmm. It had a huge impact on comics. But at the same time, it was really over the top and very melodramatic and ripe for parody. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Ninja Turtles were. That's where they came from. And it wasn't meant to be a big thing. No. They, they did this yeah. parody comic, but... Eastman and Laird are good storytellers, mm-hmm. and the art good is awesome. storytellers, very good artists. The writing is great, and everyone's like, we unironically love this as much as anything else. Give us more. And they're like, yeah. oh, oh, uh, okay, here's some <laughs> more. And then people are like, we unironically love this too. Give us some more. And that mm-hmm. turned into the Ninja yeah. Turtles. And I don't know if it was Eastman and Laird or mm-hmm. not. But at some point, somebody said, hey, this really weird niche joke about 1980s comics and Frank Miller would have more widespread appeal if we made it bright and colorful and for kids. Yep. And they were right. Yep. It's a very mercenary decision, but a very good artistic decision, ultimately, Mm -hmm. because that's what made them into a huge international media franchise. Yeah. And so that's awesome, and that's great. And sometimes, like the the movie that came out in the '90s or 2000s or the whatever it was, incredible movie, which was live a action, pretty good movie. It is a pretty good um, movie. I still like it. That kind of went back to those super gritty origins, but with a little bit of the cartooniness. I mean, everything since has been a mix of the two. They back off of the television show's cartoonishness as their audience age, mm-hmm. but they never go full-on grimdark, yeah. which the comics kind of are, just full-on grimdark. Yeah. But there's certain things that have become enshrined into the continuity that were changed by the television show, which are good. The mask colors. Mm-hmm. So in the original comic, it's black and white, yeah, but so the they, covers, they all have them with red masks. All four of them have red masks. So the other big thing is, in the original comic... Correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't read it in a long time. Splinter's a man, not a rat who mutates. No. No, you're going to do the television shows one. In the television show, it's the master's pet rat. Yeah, I thought that was the I comic one as well. I think in the comic, 
he is actually the man. I swear I've seen the comic panel of rat Maybe silhouetted. I'm wrong. I know Shredder is a man. I think that Shredder and him the master. are it's been so long. Okay. Looks like we, we need to have a continuity <laughs> check. Adam's not here, but maybe Dan, the audio Somebody man. Somebody figure or out if the original comic I Splinter swear. started as a rat or started as a dude. He's like a dude who mutates into a rat, so he takes to the sewers and then mm-hmm. raises these things. And then they changed it to the pet rat of the master. Just watched the master. Watched the master do ninjutsu. Ninj- ninjutsu. Yeah. And, and I... Th- I- <laughs> I want to point out mm-hmm. how ridiculous that is, yes. right? Like, it is so hard to take this premise seriously yes. because that already on its face, the idea that a ninja rat learned ninjutsu by watching his ninja clan master and then ended up in a sewer in New York, like, that's phenomenally ridiculous. Yes. And... I think that's been one of the weird parts of the lore that's always fun, but also kind of just holding it back a little bit. Do but we also, find anything? Yeah, the, uh, it looks like in the first animated series, it yes. was originally a man to a... <gasps> oh, so they changed it from the comics. The comic, he was always around. Okay, comics there is... There we so, go. So it's, it's, the, it's the inverse. Yeah. Okay, so... But yeah, so, and like the ninja clan that killed Splinter's Mm -hmm. master, owner, whatever it was, was the Foot Clan, Mm -hmm. which is a direct joke on Daredevil always fighting the Hand Clan. Yes. And so, yeah, the jokes are all there. Are we ready for spoilers for the movie? Let's talk about spoilers for the movie. Okay. So here's the thing that I think was so brilliant that this movie did. Okay. Is it completely changed that origin story? Okay, I thought that origin story from the movie is my least favorite part of this. Okay, and I'm with Mm -hmm. you because I initially was very bothered that they did it differently. But I came around a little bit. So let's see if you say the same thing. What they did is they took Mm -hmm. that ninja clan out of it altogether. There is no ninja clan in this movie at all. You're wrong. Am I wrong? Because of the end credit scene. Okay, yes. There's technically an end scene. yes. Tech, the so, end credit scene does have Shredder. He, here's in the it. the funny thing. My kids kept leaning, saying, "Where's Shredder, Dad? When's Shredder gonna show up?" And I kept saying, <laughs> "Post credits. Post credits. This is how you Don't do this these it. days. It'll be the post credits." Just mm-hmm. like because Batman Begins did it so well with yeah. like we don't introduce the main villain in the first movie. We leave the main villain. Yeah. For the anyway. Well, what they did mm-hmm. is, but yeah, Splinter is just a rat. Mm-hmm. And unless he's lying, which I suppose they might retcon in a future movie, he was genuinely just a rat on the streets of New York mm-hmm. who got into the ooze. There was a guy who was trying to make mm-hmm. ooze because he was lonely and he was going to make himself a family of mutant animals because mm-hmm. people had shunned him. And I think that change all by itself, first of all, it ties the whole movie together because the whole movie is about acceptance between and humans and, and, and mutants yeah. and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, it's the first thing I've seen that gets Ninja Turtles away from its origin as a Daredevil parody and makes it its own thing. It doesn't require this rickety scaffolding yeah. of backstory in okay. order to justify its existence. It's just, we're going to start with mutants. 
We're going to start with this concept of found family and acceptance, and we're going to build from there. And okay. I loved it. I'll, it I'll give you that. It took me a while to come around to it, like you said. But once I saw what they were going for and the kind of story they were telling, it absolutely worked for me. Why I didn't like it is because I don't think you can learn ninjutsu off of YouTube. And I love Jackie Chan. Mm -hmm. I don't like how often they're like, we need an Asian ninja master, get Jackie Chan. Mm. Jackie Chan's kung fu. Jackie yeah. Chan's like a completely different discipline. And I mean, Jackie Chan can do whatever Jackie Chan wants, but it's like, <laughs> he belongs in Kung Fu Panda where he was. Yeah. Does he belong teaching ninja turtles? But it's okay if it's like, I'm just a rat. I just learned it. Like, yeah. I'm not a ninja master. Well, and they were but... really trying to have it both ways, right? Yes. Like, he's just a random rat on the streets uh -huh. of New York who, for some reason, speaks with a Chinese accent. Yeah. Which I am totally willing to believe that rats. that happens in New York City. But, <laughs> yes, the ninjutsu coming from, like, bad VHS tapes. Yeah. It's ridiculous, it got the biggest laugh of the movie from me. Did it? I okay. laughed out loud when they're like, and so we learned ninjutsu. And I'd this whole time been thinking, how are they going to learn it if he wasn't mm -hmm. the student of this master? And then they go to this just bad mall ninja VHS tape. Yeah. And I laughed out loud. So the reason I came around on it okay. is because the Ninja Turtles through the movie more were about their athleticism and ability to fight seemed more a natural outgrowth of the mutagen that has made them faster and mm -hmm. more agile. They did not lean into we are ninjas, right? In fact, yeah. it leans into they basically don't know what they're doing, but they are super human. They're not mm -hmm. even, you know, super powered because yeah. of, so they can completely clobber human opponents without training or skill. And then fighting other mutants is very hard for them. Mm -hmm. So by the end, I'm like, I kind of accept this, but I knew Shredder would be their post-credits. It was so obvious. And then if Shredder's yeah. their post-credits, they're going to be like, we have to have a backstory because Shredder and Splinter have a huge backstory. They're going to lean into that, which means they're going to retcon it anyway. And if they bring it in, then mm -hmm. it will lose what I think is the big innovation of breaking ranks with mm -hmm. with traditional. I mean, but. 100%, we find out that Splinter was owned by a ninja master. He actually knew ninjutsu, and they're going to have a joke about, you think you could learn to be actual ninjas <laughs> from this? No, I just didn't want to tell you that I have this dark past, and I didn't want you to go looking for the shredder, and I now he's here. I don't know if they're going to do that. I, I know. It seems pretty clear. Oh. They don't have to. I but... think they're going to bring Splinter in and they're going to do something different with him. With Shredder in, you mean? Yeah. Okay. Shredder, I mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I don't know. But I, I genuinely just loved uh, the rest of the movie. The soundtrack mm -hmm. was great. It's really bugging me that Apple Music does not have yeah. the soundtrack of the Ninja Turtle movie. Well, Splinter not being a human <laughs> dude is good. Yes. So, way to backtrack <laughs> from that, but keep the things from the from mm -hmm. the television show. I found the biggest innovation for me for this was not using the same body shape for all the turtles, mm. which I would be willing to bet money happened in the cartoon because they needed to use the same mold for the toys because cartoons were toy 
yeah. selling apparatus. And oftentimes that was the same thing with He-Man. They needed to design. They'd be like, we need a new character. He has to use this mold for his body. We can have a different mold for the head, yeah. but he's got to use this mold. And so I wonder, but regardless, having them look different mm-hmm. past the silhouette test, as yeah. our friend Howard would say, where you see a silhouette of them and you can tell who is who. It's the furthest they've gone in that realm, and it worked really well. Speaking of toys and mm-hmm. working with what you have, I've read an interview with one of the guys that worked on He-Man. Mm. And the reason that He-Man rides Battle Cat instead of a horse is because that was the only animal they had that was in the right scale for their toy to ride it. That and they already had a mold for. Yeah, they mm-hmm. already had the mold, and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, he rides a cat now. That's going to be cat. awesome. Mm-hmm. And then that became a part of the canon story. Yeah, I liked the way that the the turtles all looked different. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of the movie, they weren't as personality differentiated as I wanted them to be. Mm. And it kind of bothered me that, you know, Leonardo, who's the leader, was a terrible leader. And then I realized, oh, wait, they're showing them grow into their roles. Yes. We got to watch Donatello become the smart one. We got mm-hmm. to watch Leo become yeah. the, the leader. We didn't have as much Raph problems as we normally have, so that's going to be movie two also. Raphael is... is, The loose cannon. Yes, and so that's probably where they're going for that one. But yeah, yeah, I liked that. I liked the differentiation of the characters. I really liked seeing or hearing teenager voices come out of the turtles' mouths. Yeah, they acted like teenagers. All the cast, everyone was a teenager. There was a 19-year-old for one of them, but Mm. they're all... I I think Mikey was like 14, the actor. What they did with... April was really good, too, because she's always been an adult journalist, making her just another teenager who wants to eventually be a journalist. I came around. I didn't (laughs) like it in the the trailers. Really? Yeah. I thought it was pandering and things like that. But she works really well in the movie. She does. And everyone in the movie has character arcs, and she has a fantastic character arc. And my kids laughed at the barfing, just, <laughs> you know, loved uh-huh. that aspect of it. And so I I came around. I don't love it still, but I acknowledge it was very well done. Okay, that's fair. And we can have a different take on characters this far into the iterations. Like complaining mm-hmm. about April would be like complaining that there's no Robin in a given Batman Right. Like we've had so many iterations of these characters. It's time to do new things. I acknowledge this was a smart move, you know. Yeah. No, that's Mm -hmm. that's fair. At least Casey Jones wasn't a fellow student. Yeah. I'm so glad they didn't pull Casey Jones. into Casey Jones, he'll be in the sequel. But they did dip deep into the weird roster of other mutants. They did. These are all actual characters. Like I've I've got a Razorback toy action figure that mm-hmm. I was going to try to find and, and bring mm-hmm. to show on camera. But all these weird, goofy mutants that either came from the comics or from the TV show and didn't show up until they were running out of ideas and needed new weird stuff, they just threw them all on the screen right yeah. off the bat. Which was cool. Yeah. I will say, I think my least favorite aspect is like the cockroach. Oh. Mm-hmm. Because it was played such... For gross out laughs, the relationship, mm-hmm. like it just, it bothered me. It, it, yeah, I, that's, that's totally fair. Yep. Yeah. They were so gross in this movie and they, <laughs> I think that's your step too far for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. It worked for me 
by the end because I'm like, oh, okay, dad is in love and I'm going to have a stepmom and she's unfamiliar and weird. This is their metaphor for that, which is yes. probably me just reading too much into it. But okay, I don't know. By the end, I was willing to forgive any number of weirdnesses because I really just loved the movie so much. So if I have other criticisms, which are slight, it's a great mm-hmm. movie. Everyone should go see it and support it. One reason I would rank it below Spider-Verse for me is not actually a knock against the movie. Okay. It is that I felt that the character arcs and the kind of morals were really on the sleeve, so to speak, really- Very uh, ham-fisted. Very ham-fisted, which is perfect for my Mm 10-year-old, right? Like this is actually a movie for 10-year-olds. Spider-Verse kind of- And me. Isn't, but- (laughs) Yeah. Like, you need to be like, here is the moral. We are a family. Mm-hmm. Look, Leo, you can be a good leader. Tell us what to do. Yeah. I will, you know, and... Th- it's very much crayons yep. connecting the dots. Yep. Absolutely. The reason that I eventually decided in my head mm-hmm. that I was going to rank it below Spider-Verse mm-hmm. is as compelling as the art style was, mm-hmm. it was one art style the whole time that was used beautifully, but mm. it was just itself. Whereas Spider-Verse was very overtly choosing when are we going to show yeah. the thought bubbles? When are mm-hmm. we going to show the bams and kapows as text on screen? When are we going to flip into the weird kind of dot shadows? Uh, and they were using that art style as part of their storytelling tools instead mm-hmm. of just a really beautiful thing. Right. Both of them are incredible right. looking movies. One of them, I think in the end, is just way smarter. We're comparing like an eight and a half to a 10 in yeah. my mind, right? And mm-hmm. the thing about Spider-Verse also, and you haven't seen the second one yet, right? No, I haven't seen um, Across the Spider-Verse. Is that the conflicts and character arcs are so much messier in a real way mm-hmm. of like what it's like to be a teenager and what it's like to not just not have answers yeah. and find out that people don't have answers. And Spider-Verse 1 was a little, a tad more hand-fisted. Spider-Verse 2, it's just, it's really nuanced okay. with a lot of that sort of stuff in ways that I like. And, you know, they are kids' movies, and I would recommend them all to kids. But And there are some things that are a little more, you know, on the sleeve, even <laughs> in Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. But there's just, Miles's character has that, I want to impress my dad, but I can't talk to my dad. My dad loves me, but he can't talk to me. Just kind of never really gets resolved because it can't be. And in the first one, like, that's really real. And it hits on a gut level, different from, you know, Leo, you need to be a leader. Lead us. And, you know, Donnie, you need to come up with a plan. What's our plan? Oh, I'm the smart one. Here's our plan. It'll work. And that is just like across the home plate for my Mm 10-year-old. And I really appreciate it. And I would not have written it differently. But Spider-Verse is working on a different level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's 100% fair. It's that Um, Lord and Miller writing that we had in the Lego movie also that just mm -hmm. something about the way they work, they can kind of just... Not yeah. things up a level, even from excellent. Mm-hmm. So I will say, while we're talking about Spider Verse, I worked out with Matt today that I now have a budget 
for what we're calling intentionally blank research. <laughs> so if I need to go see something like Spider-Verse or whatever, uh-huh. there's now money for that to happen. Well, and Since as Dan I, does not go to movie theaters unless forced. Well, <laughs> we have to go to Dune 2. Yeah. I mean, that's an opening night thing for me, which I haven't mm-hmm. done in a long time. Yeah. Not that I have to see Dune 2 because it can't get spoiled for me. but I'm so excited for Dune 2. Just immensely. Last week we were chatting and you were like, Brandon, have you been to any concerts? We could talk about concerts. And I'm like, <laughs> uh... New York Symphony. I was so excited to do a whole episode about concerts because I just saw Foo Fighters. But you could drag me to a concert sometime with that. Now you have a budget. Now we have a budget. You'd be like, all right, Brandon. I will. So I will. Since people want to know what (laughs) concerts have I seen, you're going to love this. This is is one of the best stories because I had never been to a concert before. I'm like 14. My friends like concerts and they dragged me to an actual honest-to-goodness rock concert. Really? And it was Winger. <laughs> winger? Winger. Because they came to Lincoln, Nebraska. And it's hilarious because, you know, Beavis and Butthead wear famously Metallica and ACDC shirts. And then mm-hmm. their lame friend next door wears a Winger shirt. <laughs> and that's the joke, right? Uh-huh. And it just brings me no end of amusement that the concert that the my friends... The one rock concert you've seen. Yeah, the one rock concert that I've legit been to is Winger. Now, so great. what I told Dan is, I would enjoy going to a concert if I can sit down and put in earplugs and listen to the music, uh-huh. and I can see what's going on, and I can sit and be like, mm, yes, yes, ooh. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, well, well done, Mr. Foo Fighters. <laughs> um, um, I mean, I know Dave Grohl, but you know, well, well, well yeah. it, it, Tip top, uh, well, well done. So if they've got like a box seat for somebody with his monocle and tie hat to be like, oh yes, oh yes, mm, yes, very nice guitar yes. licks there. Yes, well done, Mister Mustaine, and your uh, and your 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 ravaging of that guitar. You know, that's truly uh, the machine has been raged against tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Utah got a lot of really good concerts this summer. Mm-hmm. I saw Foo Fighters. I saw Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to see who comes next year. Okay. And I will You'll probably, you know, being who I am, it might be a 90s alternative yeah. band that's yeah. still touring. But I mean, I like most of those folks. So yeah. just if, you know, you're a concert organizer here in Utah. It, it, <laughs> you happen to have a box. Do you happen to have a box seat? Bonus points if you know, you know, there's mm-hmm. uh, there's like a concierge there. That I can, you know, they, they do that. They do that at concerts. Someone who will feed you grapes they, during they the concerts, concert. right? You know? Use palm fronds yeah. to fan you. They do that all the time at rock concerts. All the time. Yeah. This, yeah. this is totally rock a thing. concerts are synonymous with champagne flutes. I mean, I was honestly annoyed at the Winger concert because I couldn't see the band. I was short. Mm. Everybody was smoking. Everyone was, you know, throwing beer in the air. I don't know why I was there as a 14-year-old. I had to stand on my chair to see anything. I never got to sit down. I just want to listen to the music, man. Let me enjoy the music. But most Mm -hmm. people enjoy music by acting crazy and yelling and all of that stuff, which I can totally understand. That is not how I enjoy things yeah so we'll we'll find a way to make that work Mm -hmm. before we close our ninja turtle episode yeah bring this back to ninja turtles okay and i'm gonna ask you Uh uh-huh which ninja turtle were you when you were a kid i was always leo because i was the oldest brother okay right Mm -hmm. i was like the responsible one 
and Jordo was Michelangelo. He's absolutely a Michelangelo. Yeah, they just straight up. But when we played the video game, mm-hmm. it was Donatello. Do you know why? Well, because he had the best weapon. Because he had the best weapon, because he had the most reach and the best special attack. And so mm-hmm. if you're going to min-max, as I sometimes do, you pick the best weapon. You yeah. do not pick Raphael, <laughs> who was just awful. His weapon was terrible. Mm-hmm. One thing that we've said on this show before is my friend Dongwon talking about magic systems in fantasy. Mm-hmm. They say the best magic systems have an element of horoscope to them. Mm-hmm. Where do I fit? Which house am I in? Yeah. That sort of thing. And that, to me, has always been one of the big strengths of the Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. There's a really wonderful... If you ever watched Cracked After Hours... Okay. Did you watch I, those? I, I haven't watched... I know what they are. I've okay. seen a couple. Please, out there, if you're listening, look up the Cracked After Hours episode where they talk about the Ninja Turtles, because they make an incredibly good point that I've always thought was really interesting, which is everyone had the same favorite G.I. Joe or the same favorite Power Ranger, but everyone had a different favorite Ninja Turtle because they compartmentalized personality so clearly Mm -hmm. in the same way that I know I am a Hufflepuff, I also know I am a Donatello, right? It's just part of what made them so popular is because we can identify with each turtle in a way that other toys didn't really work. Other shows never really gave us that same level of horoscope. I wonder what the combinations of the Ninja Turtle names would be because, you know, there's Raven Puffs and things like that. Like, <laughs> have you encountered this? My kids, none of them are straight up one. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm this plus this. Yeah. They will put the one they're more of first and okay. then the one they're, you know, so because there's so Huffleclaw and there's a, Raven Puff. A Donanardo? Donanardo. <laughs> so. Mike Atello, this is awesome. Love this. How's that, Donanardo? Nardo?